Have you been taking advantage of the time during this pandemic? Winston Broderick gives us advice on how to capitalize on ourselves during this time. How important is it to have a, a great team backing you up? Are you in need of multiple streams of income? Where were you when I was starting my business? <laughs> This is a show you don't want to miss. Coming up next. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Michael Finkley Show. I'm Michael Finkley. Today is Wednesday, September 9th, 2020. Halfway through the week, y'all. Halfway through the week. I know sometimes we think about that Monday messed us up. Some of us didn't have to work. Oh, but we're almost there, y'all. Two more days into the weekend, right? We could do it all over again. All over again. Hang in there, y'all. <laughs> if you have not already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Michael Finkley Show, and ring that bell for notification. You will see an email from us saying, hey, new content is uploaded. Thank you so much to all of our subscribers. Thank you so much to all of our viewers, future viewers, and future subscribers. Again, we're here to inform, educate, and inspire. And also, too, we're going to show you shows that you need to hear and you want to hear as well. Now, COVID-19, the pandemic, right? We have been experiencing this for months on top of months on top of months, right? Yeah. So, what have you done with this time? I've seen on my timeline and in conversations with others that they have started, many have started businesses and or written books or, you know, looking at other avenues for various streams of income, right? It's out there, all right? Out there, out there, out there. That's how I started this platform during the pandemic because it's something I always wanted to do. What have you done? What are you doing? What are you going to do? Well, our guest today says that he is going to provide you with the keys if you have not already started that car yet. That's that car of brainstorming what your next steps are in the future. Mr. Winston Brockrick is here and he is going to blow your mind. I'm telling you. All right. Don't miss this. It's some good stuff. More to come. We'll be right back. Coming up, we chat with Mr. Winston Broderick. We'll be right back. On the next Michael Finkley Friday, we reflect on the event that happened 19 years ago, 9-11. Those who lost their lives and also the survivors of 9-11. We chat with Mariama James and Lieutenant Clarence Singleton as they tell their stories of survival. Don't you dare miss the next Michael Finkley. Everybody, welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. Now, listen, have you all been taking advantage of the personal time and the professional outlets that are out there doing the coronavirus? Have you? Have you? Well, we have someone here that can assist in your decision making. Introducing Mr. Winston Broderick. He is with us today. Winston, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Michael. It's a pleasure. Yes, sir. I love sir. the show. Thank you. Thank you so no, thank much. You. <laughs> we really appreciate you for the, um, for the support. Um, so tell us about your professional background. What does that entail? Okay. Um, I mean, there's a bit of a history there. Uh, no. I am, um, I, I guess in this new, the new era, I'm 38 years old. So a little bit between Gen X and the, uh, what you'd consider millennials. Mm -hmm. um, and I've had a couple different professionals, uh, professions. Uh, I've been a real estate broker, 
did that for around seven years. Uh, I was a uh, personal trainer for around eight years, still maintain the business doing that. And for the last six years, I've actually been in the network marketing profession, which is where I find I've had the biggest amount of growth in my life and the most success just on a, a myriad of uh, you know avenues, just been able to do a lot more, affect a lot more change in people's lives. So Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think the Renaissance man is the, the correct term or the hip term now is entrepreneur. <laughs> right. <laughs> I gotcha. So Winston, I'm glad you mentioned um, entrepreneurship because a lot of people are taking advantage of that during COVID-19. Um, so what are some tips that you can maybe provide for persons to fully take advantage of that during this time of COVID-19? Uh, I love it. Uh, yeah, I've actually been seeing that as well. Um, it's actually something that I'm extremely excited about. For the longest time, I've been a huge proponent of people owning their own business or mm -hmm. starting some type of side venture. I mean, it, even from if you're an Uber driver or a, uh, you know, Lyft or you're delivering food or you're, you know, you do nails, something outside of your traditional nine to five. And the reason that is, is because you know, if we take a real good look and step back and look at the landscape of the retail market, uh, you know, a lot of these industries that we grew up with, I know you mentioned you were a millennial, but, you know, I grew up with a lot of businesses that are out of business now and, and they're not coming back. And the reason is, is because things are shifting in a way and that because of technology, things are moving so fast that it, it, if, you, if you blink, you'll miss the new innovation. But what I've recognized is as, and I'll say a people, but I mean that in a very broad sense, people are kind of sitting back and watching people have success and make money and not recognizing that they can be taking advantage of this. Uh, you know, I know a ton of people, obviously millions of people are on YouTube, uh, our Instagram, you know, Facebook, and there are people who on these platforms, they spend their time and, you know, not to criticize anyone, but all they spend their time doing is commenting and ranting about nonsense. You know, they're not really spending their time and, and using it effectively to find a way to create and solve some of the problems in their lives. You know, some of the posts I put up talk about people just want to complain. They're not looking for solutions. Yeah. And I think that's very true. We, we've become a society, and this isn't obviously for everyone, but a, a lot of what you will see is become a society that's depending on someone else to solve our problems. You know, if you, if you have a problem in your family, you are a part of that. So it's, it's up to you to come in there with ideas for ways. If you have a problem in your marriage, I mean, I can go on and on about different yeah. avenues that if you don't realize that the the biggest problem in any of those situations is probably the fact that you aren't applying your true self or your bigger self to that. So from the entrepreneurial standpoint, I, I would say, yes, I love seeing this. I'm, I'm a big proponent of anyone that's doing anything legitimate, anything legal, that's promoting and helping others. And because of COVID, and I know a lot of people are going through some very difficult times right now, emotionally, mentally. I don't think mental health has ever been at the forefront like it is right now. Yeah. And what I would recommend for a lot of these people is, aside from, yes, starting your own business, find a mentor, find a peer group. You know, like I said, I'll name Uber. Like Uber is a great side hustle, but you aren't running a business. Mm -hmm. You're just earning an additional income. And what do I mean by that? There's no new skill that you've learned by becoming an Uber driver. Right. You knew how to drive before you started loaning your car. Hopefully. Off <laughs> <laughs> right? No. And, and, and chances are when you're, when you're finished that endeavor, because it's not something that you can ever retire from or move away from, it's a, it's a system that's designed that will keep you working. The, the reason why I'm a 
big proponent of what I do with network marketing is it allows you to build out something that you potentially at one point in your life can step back from and have a distributorship that allows others to have success, but ultimately creates a legacy for your family. And that's one of the biggest things that I have in terms of my personal mission is to leave my family better than, you know, what I found it when I came into it. Gotcha. Gotcha. You mentioned the concept of network marketing. Can, can you define that a little bit more for us? Absolutely. Um, so the way I love to think about it is I do marketing of a product or a service through a distributorship of a network of people on, but based on word of mouth, um, word of mouth marketing, uh, a, a nice way of thinking about it is exactly what it is. The way people refer things now and share what it is that they like or enjoy is allowing others to see and have a, almost like a, actually a, a great way of looking at it is if you look at something that you wanna buy, what do people typically do? They'll look at all the specs sometimes if you're really into that kind of stuff, but what do most people do? They scroll right down to the bottom and they see what other people's comments are and reviews are of that product. Yep. Now, doing that, it's awesome because what the, what the producer of the product that has now is people backing it up. What do a lot of us in this skeptic world now think? Almost everything is either trying to cheat you or scam you out of your money. But if I can get from my friend an honest review of a product, you're gonna go ahead and do it. Hey, Michael, you wanna go check out that new movie with me? Well, oh, I talked to such and such and they said it was awful. Now, how many people have, how many times have you maybe heard somebody tell you a movie wasn't good? You went and saw it for yourself, but you loved it. Right. But that's the world that we're part of. Word of mouth marketing is actually the most powerful way to mm -hmm. actually get information across. You know what I mean? It really is. If I see somebody take a picture at a restaurant, they have a great meal. And I mean, the, the thing that's so funny is because people do it so naturally, it almost seems counterintuitive that it's something that you can make money from. But if, you re if you're on like Instagram and all these other platforms, you realize that a lot of people who are marketing through those platforms right now, that's what they're doing. Hey, if you use my code, you'll get a 20% discount. Like right. that person is not doing anything out of just the kindness of their heart. That company has a deal with them where because they like their product, they vouch for their product, they want their network or followers, however you want to look at it, to hear about the product. And is it better to see a commercial about the, the, waist, the waist trainer? or see the woman or man using the waist trainer and week after week after week, you see the results. Am I gonna buy because of this or the ad? The ad is like, yeah, they probably paid that model to do it. No, I know that person. Again, knowing is such an interesting thing now because we follow people and we think we do know them. But seeing glimpses into people's lives isn't truly knowing them. And I do think as, as much as I love social media and that platform, we, we're moving away from some of the connectivity. And then even with this new world with COVID, we're truly being pulled away and we're losing some of that, the relationships that I think are fundamental to building, um, you know, legacies in our lives. Gotcha. How important is legacy? It's one of the biggest things. I mean, ultimately when all of us at some point pass on, what will be left is what you did while you were here. Uh, you know, my, my, what I believe in my faith says at some point I'm, I'm going to stand before my creator and my biggest goal is to hear, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. And, and for me, that, that is, I mean, just again, this life is awesome. I'm, I'm blessed to have it, but eternity is what I'm working towards. And if I can leave my family and the, my friends and the people who knew me while I was alive in a better place, emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, 
mm -hmm. uh, then I, I know I did a, a again, I, I believe I did the best that I could, which is my goal. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. And I'm so glad you mentioned the concept, um, going back, the concept of um, network marketing, because mm -hmm. when I first started my business, my consulting firm, persons okay. were always saying to me, they were like, hey, Michael, hey, Finkley, you're doing a great job, you're doing a great work, you know, start your start a business, start a business. Yeah. That's how it came about. But no one taught me the fundamentals of starting a business. No one okay. told me that I had to do the the, the work prints myself, you know, like building <laughs> yeah. a house, right? You know, yeah. the I, the foundation's the idea, but just building upon that, that was hard for me. Um, yeah. So what type of advice would you give someone in that beginning stage, uh, once again, just saying, okay, you have the idea, what's next? You know, do your research. Uh, what I, there's a, a really funny, um, a me, probably a meme now, the way, <laughs> the way things are. But it's like, if you look down a bread aisle and you worry about competition, there's your answer. There's a multitude. I mean, a mul it's all bread. It's all bread. Some variety, yes, but it's all bread. And what that teaches us is the marketplace can accommodate a lot. Mm -hmm. But you, gotta bring the, you have to bring a, a sense of knowledge and uh, authenticity to that. Now, when you talk about what it is to build out a platform, I actually think a lot of people or everyone should be in, in business for themselves, but I don't believe everybody should go out and start their own company. And why? For some of the reasons you just mentioned, there is a significant amount of work that truly goes into starting, running, and maintaining a business. Anyone can start a business, but if you are getting into a mind, like I, I, one of my goals is to open my own restaurant. From doing real estate, I had the ability to watch and work with people who went into this space. But I, I also know that many restaurants, over 80 something percent of them closed within their first three years. It, it's not a question of, was the food good? Did they not have a good ambiance? It's the industry that they're in. So many people now will just jump on and say, Winston, I want to open a restaurant. And I'm like, awesome. And they've done no research. I mean, they've literally done no research about any of that. They may have the money, they may have the, you know, the people who are willing to supposedly come out. And, but your friends aren't going to come and eat at your restaurant every single night. So it, it, as great as your grand opening may be, long term, if you aren't looking and understanding what that industry entails, you may end up, you know, three years down the line out of business at thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. So within the network marketing, and I actually took some notes because I really wanted to come prepared for this. Some of the, the things I would encourage people to look at is, is the product or service something that you truly love? You know, the, the company that I'm, I'm partnered with right now deals in travel. Mm -hmm. Travel is one of the, you know, my, honestly, aside from my kids and my fiance, like the, the thing that I love to do. I love to see exotic places. One of my goals is to see the seven wonders of the world. You know, I, I, it's like we're here and so many people don't ever go outside of the city they live in. I mean, that's, that's baffling to me. There are people who would die to have the opportunity to do some of this stuff and people never take advantage of that. So for me, you know, love the, the product or the service. Uh, do your research about the company. You know, the Better Business Bureau does a, an amazing job uh, of explaining and giving you some insights into what companies are, are really about. But how many people go to work at places that they've never done their research and they just apply for a job? They're just hoping that they get hired at this place, but you don't know that that company is probably not 
in line with some of the morals that you have in your life or just don't have the same value structures. So, you know, definitely do your research there. Uh, and then compensation plan. And that can be whether you're looking at a job or you're looking at your own business. You know, what's the, what's the margin in the industry that you're looking to go into? Is it a thin margin? The restaurant industry, just to go back to them, they have fairly thin margins. If you aren't one of these Michelin star restaurants, restaurants don't make a ton of money. It's why they can quickly go out of business. We saw what happened with COVID. A lot of these businesses, because they were operating at thin margins, they weren't able to adjust. They weren't able to pivot fast enough. And within a matter of months, you know, some, I'm, I'm talking about, it's for, I live in New York, um, some iconic restaurants have gone out of business. And why? Because they realized their margins were so thin to get back five months after, it just wouldn't make sense because they would have to start raising their prices to an, you know, a, just egregious cost. So it wouldn't make sense for them to even, for people to even go back there. So they had to shut their doors, businesses, gyms, all these different things. They were charging so little, but now they'd have to charge so much that it just doesn't make sense. So, you know, definitely know the compensation plan when I, when it comes to the last thing is the support. Uh, again, you need to have a peer group around you. Uh, and this is something I'm sure, Michael, that you found for yourself, that's doing what you're doing, whether it's uh, above you or, you know, coming up, but just people who you can talk to in your field about what it is that you're doing, uh, especially if you're looking to grow. And then back to number three in terms of compensation plan, you know, I find it interesting when somebody goes to a job, they've been told what they're going to make. And then months into that job, they seem frustrated that they don't think they're making enough. And what always used to baffle me is, mo I don't think most people aren't told what they're going to earn when they come to places. So why, why bring that energy into a space when, again, you were told? It's why I think doing you know, what I do in our business is so amazing. There is no cap. I, I can earn as much as I want based on my efforts and the team, effort of my team. And it literally allows me to become and partner with thousands of people around the world to each help each other you know, earn, earn a significant income or a small income, depending on what people are looking to do. And where were you when I was starting my business? <laughs> Where I needed, were you, to, you? I needed you to get to. I needed oh you to get to this gosh. layer. Yeah. <laughs> that is some good stuff. That is some oh, you. good thank stuff. You. Um, you talked about the support, which is a true factor of yeah. a business. So, how is it? How important is it to have a, a great team backing you up? It's paramount. Uh, I mean, it's it's truly paramount. Uh, from and and for so many reasons. One. Uh, you know, the, the old cliche or the old adage, you know, iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. I, I have a, a core group of uh, people who I uh, are called leaders. I have a, a ton of mentors. Um, and, and to speak to that mentor or, you know, to speak to about that peer group, you know, the, the way the world is situated right now, I, I think this is the best time, obviously, that we could ever be alive because there's so much that we have access to and it's free. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, YouTube University, as I like to call it, you can go on there and there is a wealth, a wealth of knowledge. Uh, I mean, Jim Rohn, um, you know, Eric Ward, I, I can go on Les Brown, you know, Eric Thomas, uh, you know, um, Tony Robbins, I, I can go on and on and on. These are people who have made massive waves in, the, in this industry and they are people who put up free content. I mean, Eric Thomas talks about it almost in almost so many of his podcasts about how what he did for the first period of his life in terms of what he got into what he does now is he just put out free content. Thank God it's Monday. And 
he just kept serving and he just kept giving away because he, his mission was just to help people. And if you can find a group of people who that's where their heart is, and again, it's in the field, you know, don't, don't get distracted. You know, don't, don't be, you know, talking to your, you know, the friends that you chill out with on weekends about your business, because those people aren't in the same mindset. Those people aren't working towards the same goal. You can still have different peer groups. You know, I have a peer group that deals with my faith, an amazing group of men that I meet with on Friday, but then, uh, you know, I don't really get into what I do with my business with those guys because that's just not the avenue but so many of us are looking to bring what we do into these other spaces and then when we get the rejection that will come because it's just not the space for that you're going to find yourself emotionally now in a really bad place and then what you ultimately find is because i don't have somebody to reach out to let's say you and i michael it'd be like well michael listen i just got rejected by da 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 because I don't have that feedback, what I'm going to listen to is the, the idiot box inside of here, which is only designed to keep you from pain. Your mind is designed to keep you from struggle. So it's going to take the path of least resistance, where we ultimately know that what we want is that. You know, a plane can't take off unless it goes against the wind. That's something that I, when I learned that blew my mind. It absolutely blew my mind because I'm always thinking, well, no, the wind would lift it. And they're like, no. It's actually going against that. And that's what actually allows us to lift off. And I think that's so true even in our lives. We, we, we choose to think that the easier road, uh, you know, I could tell you my business the first couple of years being told by friends that I'm like, I'm like, but I, I'm, I'm that guy, I'm, I'm, I'm successful. And they're like, yeah, but no, the thing you're doing now is not something I want to do. And I honestly couldn't handle a lot of that. But if it wasn't for my company, if it wasn't for my team, if it wasn't for the people who I did help get involved with my business, I felt I had a sense of, um, not pride, but I just, I, I had something in me that just said, you gave these people your word that you were going to build this thing all the way out. And because I have that in me, it's not in me just to quit and go do something else. So I'm sticking through this. So I'm willing to learn whatever I need to learn to persevere. But I don't think because a lot of people have the support, sadly, many successful people will never find that their, their lane or They'll never find that, that thing that they're going to be remembered for. And it's because their broke friend told them that, they, that what they were doing was, was a, a stupid idea or a scam or, mm. you know, not, not yeah. a worthy endeavor. And it's a shame. Uh, I think it was Miles Monroe that said, or I heard it from Miles Monroe, you know, the, the wealthiest place in the world is a graveyard. And it's real because multiple people, and I mean, this time, if COVID hasn't taught us anything, Nothing is promised, people. Tomorrow isn't. And if you, if, I mean, I, I, I live with that. I really, truly live with that. I, I've watched my uncle, who was, uh, you know, a multimillionaire, owned his own company in Jamaica, uh, get killed and murdered, by, set up by his girlfriend. I've, I've had other people in my family who passed on way what I would consider early. I mean, look at what just happened with Chad Bozeman. I mean, yeah. Chadwick Bozeman. If, if his life, I mean, that man's an inspiration. I've been watching Black Panther clips, <laughs> just to let y'all know. I've been watching Black Panther we all have. now we for, all the, have. for the last, yeah, yeah you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's, think about what he did, though, in a short span of time. And some people will be like, no, it's so sad that he's gone. But how many people die every day that no one's sitting around watching videos of them? Yeah. You know, not to, not to be, you know, morbid, but yeah. what, what are you doing that's going to leave something? What you're doing with this and your show and your platform, again, However high it grows, whatever the, the ultimate vision of it is, it started. It, it, it's here. It, it's a thing. Someone will see this. 
You know what I mean? And that's a powerful, powerful thing. That's, there's a sense of pride that you can take in knowing I have left something. And this does make the world better because it opens an avenue for people to share their insights into their small, maybe small group, a small part of the world or their large you know, part of the world, depending on whoever you're interviewing. You know? So again, my hat's off to you, man, because it, it takes a lot to do something like this, to put your voice out there. And because people are going to say whatever they're going to say, but you're, you're never going to please everyone. Never. Please live, please live knowing that, you know, I, I, even in fitness, uh, I've done fitness modeling, I've done modeling, you're, you're always going to get a critic, you know, you know, and this is the person supposedly taking the picture at you. <laughs> and they're so, literally, they're there to poke fun and say what they don't like. And that sadly is a lot of people's circle of friends. Yeah. Their friends aren't there to elevate them and they can't see it. And I, that's saddening because I, I've been there and I've probably been that person to somebody. And, and so... Uh, my apologies to anybody who I've ever told, you know, not to pursue your dreams because I was ignorant when I said it. Oh, wow. Wow. You know what, Winston? We're just going to be like Nike and just do it. <laughs> going to do it. We're going to do it. it. I love it. Right. I love it. But more to come. We'll be right back. Absolutely. Next, more with Winston. We'll be right back. The Finkley Experience is an education and consulting firm that specializes in first-generation education. We assist parents and their students with the college process. We train school administrators, and we also partner with colleges and universities to assist with their first-generation population. To learn more about our consulting firm and to purchase our book and workbook, please visit our website at thefinkleyexperience.com. to the Michael Finkley show we are still chatting with Winston and he is giving some he is giving some awesome jewels some advice I'm just like I'm in the amen quarterback here just doing my thing and he is just spitting out this awesome information needed and um, during the commercial break we were talking about timing timing in this type of um, field that we want to go into we're starting our own business so what have you how important is time incredibly um something I recently did a uh, Tony Robbins training, and one of the things he talks about is the life cycle of a business, and he equates it similar to our human life cycle. So one of the examples that he gave is, you know, being able to judge where you are in your business is similar to, again, if you had a child, or we've all been children, if you look at it as a infant or a, uh, a baby, do you expect the baby to crap on themselves, you know, pee on themselves and all those things? Yeah, it's a nor it would seem like a normal problem, right? Mm -hmm. But if that was a young adult or a teenager peeing and, and you know, crapping on themselves, uh, wouldn't that be odd? Yes. Mm -hmm. In your new business, in the beginning, there's going to be so many things that would seem like problems. But if you aren't aware of where you are in your own life cycle of your business, and that's where mentorship, that's where having somebody that you can speak to who's kind of been there and, you know, done that, pursued that path is so important. And again, I can't stress enough, guys, if you don't have that person, like I could reach out and call Michael, there's, it, there's, there's so much free content. I, I mean, it, it baffles me. There's so much free content, but you have to be willing to look for it. There's even, thanks to COVID, courses that are being offered by colleges now that are available to people that they can take advantage of. And you can reach out to people. There are tons of people looking to mentor people. The real people who are looking to give advice and offer what they do, they are doing it from a place of just service. So there's just so much that's out there. 
And again, if you understand where you are, you know, where I am, I've been in my business now for six years. And for a period of time, I would, I've been at what some would consider a plateau. But because I've started to educate myself on really what it is I'm supposed to be working on during this period of time, I've completely turned it around psychologically. And I realized that all I'm doing is growing. The right people that I'm supposed to be partnered with to grow and expand the way I, that God has put in my heart are going to come into my life. But if I don't become that person that I'm supposed to become, like I think we look at a success from an outward, um, from an outward perspective where success is truly an inward perspective. You know, I remember, I remember being a teenager and being awkward and feeling, you know, judged all the time. But I truly sadly remember, or that's not sad, I also remember in my early 30s after, you know, having to file for bankruptcy, being in $750,000 worth of debt, you know, losing my house to foreclosure, feeling like that infantile child again, feeling so young because I thought I failed. But then if you do your research and you read up about these people, I mean, Tyler Perry, I can, sleeping in his car. I mean, there's so many people who we look at them now, millionaires, billionaires, but these people have had some of the hardest, most challenging lives ever but you would never know that if you just paid attention to what you choose to see now and if so go do your research understand where it is that these people have made real success it's the fact that even if he lost it all today who he's become that man will go back out there right away and get that done again right. rebuild himself tesla i mean the uh, uh, elon musk excuse me the amount of money that he's lost you would wish you lost that much money <laughs> like i see people judging you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's, but it's interesting because the people who are judging that guy, you've probably never made a hundred thousand dollars, you know, but somebody who's made a million, they look at that from a completely different perspective. Exactly. You know, and, and that's just one of the things where it's like, if you aren't aware of what's going on around you and timing in a grander sense, what time are we in, in this world? We're in, we're sitting in one of the largest shifts of wealth that is ever going to happen in our lifetimes. Understand that. And I, I, I'm, I'm coming back from when the market crashed the last time and my real estate firm closed. And that's what drove me into the massive debt I'm talking, that I was talking about. And I realized at that time, I spent months sitting on my couch, you know, complaining, blaming my boss, the, the, my managing partner, that he didn't do what he needed to do to keep our firm open when that's not, that's not how the world works. I am responsible for my family and my life. I am responsible, not the job, not the company. I am. Right. And it was, it took me months to figure it out. And I'm blessed to have an amazing mom, you know, gave me some money to become a, get my certificate and become a personal trainer at the time. But I, I remember that period of just spending months drinking and doing nonsense, not trying to figure out anything, just blaming life, but life doesn't owe us anything. And actually this is life. Life is everything that you are, in, that you are experiencing. You're just here to have an experience. That's, that's just a part of this. And what you do with it now is ultimately up to you. So recognize the time that you're living through. You are never going to see more businesses started. I, I mean, I've honestly never been included in so many different entrepreneurial groups on Facebook that have sprung up in the last 90 to 180 days. Yeah. And I love every, every day I see new people coming in. Just started my nail thing. I just started this hair thing. I just started my, I'm, I'm selling moonshine. I'm, I'm, I'm doing something. And I love it. I love it because these are people who were sitting at desks, sitting in jobs. And sadly, it took them being fired to get up and say, well, I got to provide. I got to do something. I can't just sit here and wait. And it's, that's where the power is. 
So for anybody watching this right now, you don't, and if, if you have a job, God bless, do something in addition. Turn off the television in the evenings, dedicate an hour or two and find something that you are passionate about and go turn it into something that, again, it doesn't have to make you millions, but it can create another stream of income. I mean, the people who are really successful in this world, they have seven streams of income. Some of us only have the one. And then when you think life is hard, you're not realizing that you, you just didn't go, you didn't understand that real wealth isn't built. They don't have the one income creating that's bringing in all this wealth. They have multiple. Yeah. Warren Buffett has, I think, 400 and something different streams of income. 400, you know what I mean? Some of us don't even have two. You got that right. Uh, something we're striving for every day. And I, as you were talking, I remember you saying this the first time we met. It was through social media. And you looked at my picture and you said, are you a minister? Um, <laughs> and you began to say that this the way how, you know, the picture was taken, how I positioned myself, you know, that type of thing. All in branding. How important is branding when you're thinking about it? There we go. I love it. Uh, it's you are your brand. Yeah. Um, and that's what I, that's where I was alluding to. There was a certain, uh, not necessarily aura, but a presence about how I, and again, I'm looking at a picture. I'm scrolling through some stuff. And in what I do now, I am looking to partner and bring into my peer group people who carry themselves a certain way because it represents me. It's like, again, there are a couple of friends I remember I had when I was younger who I wouldn't hang out with them anymore, you know, based on who they were, because we were just knuckleheads. And it was just one of those things where they, and you, were, you and I were talking about earlier, we weren't going anywhere at the time. Mm -hmm. And if I look at some people's profiles now, and again, the, the world that we live in now, people will get not hired to a job because the company went and looked at their social media and they have it's things real. up there that don't represent who they really are, but they're exactly. trying to fake the funk for their friends or try to be cool or like, you got to move past that. You know what I mean? Like th th this is something now where you are being watched always, always. So, you know, I'm mindful about the, the type of things that I say. Uh, I, I don't get on, I don't get on social media and do rants or anything. And the reason why is just, it's not the place for that. And some people you're going to, they're going to disagree and cool, but I use those platforms primarily for business and to stay in contact with people. I, I'm not there to vent about what it is I'm angry about. I take that to God because that's the person who's going to ultimately do anything. So, and I'm not there to show off things that are not representative of what I would want for my, my son, my fiance to see. So I'm not going out there doing things that I think would be disrespectful to them. So, you know, it, for everyone, it's just one of those things where if you don't realize that you are your brand, somebody's watching even when you don't know it. And that would be something that will haunt you because I've, I've, I know of situations where people have been like, oh, I saw you doing this. That's why I chose to work with you. And that was when I was like in a gym working with people. And it was like, oh, I didn't even realize that. But it was because I said to myself every day, I am my brand, not the company, not the shirt they choose to put me in. Like I am my brand. So I need to bring my best self to this. And it, that doesn't mean you know, like, I don't have fun. I'm, I'm definitely that guy. I love to chop it up. I love to do that. But within a sense of who I really am. And that's why I think character is a big thing. So, you know, it's not what you do or what you do in the dark will definitely be revealed in the light. And I Always. can't tell you the world yeah. that we live in now. If you can't look at how a lot of the social injustice now is being highlighted because we can look and see what people are doing. 
it, it works both ways. Don't think just because it's some criminal or they're doing something that's negative. The stuff that you're doing that might seem slight now, somebody probably has a camera on you. You don't even realize it. And the last thing you'd want is for that thing to show up later on in your life and hurt you or hold you back. And I, again, I'm sure there are tons of stories out there that people can say, oh yeah, I did this or I posted this. And, you know, the drunk pictures, the, all this different stuff. And I don't want to, you know, be critical of anyone's lifestyle. But again, just ultimately realize that what you do, it, especially now, it lives on. The internet's, as far as I know, it's not going anywhere. So you do one thing, it can be a minute and it lives on in infamacy, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I'm so glad you mentioned the, the word branding again. It's just so important. And um, as we were talking about earlier as well, just staying busy. If you if you have not realized what you really want to do during this time of COVID-19, something is wrong. Something is mm -hmm. definitely wrong. Um, and you've been busy, my friend, as well. You have a book coming out less than 90 days, um, yes. Breakthrough Success. Talk to us about your book. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, uh, the book actually, it, it's, it's a, 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 birth, a child of COVID. Uh, you know, before, before this happened, I was, you know, running my other business, doing personal training. And then when things stopped, it, it really was me being home for the last five months. And some of my business partners talked to me about an opportunity. Uh, I got to be honest, it definitely wasn't something that I had ever thought about doing. But after having a conversation with one of my mentors, you know, he really said, you know, I know your goals are to create a legacy for your family through finances. But he goes, you know, one of the biggest legacies is them being able to hear and understand your thoughts when you're gone. And that was really powerful for me because my, you know, my father's in my life and we have a relationship. But one of the things I find myself often asking is I would want to know my dad more. You know what I mean? My, my dad is the oldest of six or seven. And he just doesn't talk as he doesn't talk a lot in terms of sharing his inner thoughts. But I take after my mom in some sense, because my mom is always telling me what's in her mind. And I just felt there's this thing like I have two boys now, a stepson and my youngest is three, Norman. And I just said to myself, I want when I'm not here for there to be something that they can look back on. Money is awesome, but money is never going to replace anyone. No. You know, it's never, it's just, it's not. And, and so the other thing that actually really kind of said to me that I, this is something that I should do is I actually got nervous about it. I actually heard a voice that was just like, who do you think you are to write something? And for me, I've learned to now challenge that voice and tell them to shut up because that's not really me. That's it. That again, that's me identifying the ego and it, it's, it's there. It's just there to keep itself safe it's not there to push you into new things so that was the thing that actually made me say and say you know what? i need to step into this and it's a book where i'm co-authoring with a, a couple other people one of my mentors matt morris uh you know amazing guy he's a established author he has about 10 books under his belt already uh he is the uh, top income earner in my company so to have an opportunity to do work with him to learn and be mentored by him it's been a blessing and uh, a brief, I guess, synopsis about it is I just talk about different avenues of my life. I'm, I'm not originally from this country. I'm from Jamaica. Came here when I was seven years old. And I've watched, you know, any, well, most West Indians will tell you that when you come to America, there's a promise and a dream that you come here to have true success. And you left where you were because you weren't going to be able to, to get to the same levels or height uh, of success. And so I came here with a very different mindset. Uh, I don't 
I don't necessarily want to say Americans are privileged in a sense, but compared to the rest of the world, we are. You know, we, we, we have things here in abundance. The, the poorest person here doesn't even compare uh, in terms of like a homeless person can make more money here being homeless than someone in another country can make full-time working a job. Mm-hmm. And I mean, those are some staggering, staggering statistics. So, so when you understand that if you're in America, I, I, and I'm, I know this may hit certain people differently because everyone's going to think that their circumstances are the roughest and the hardest. But the, the reality of it is, it's not. You know, with all the, even with all the political stuff, the racial stuff, we still have freedoms here that other people are killed for every single day. And I come from a country, uh, an island, where I know this to be true. And because I get to see that, uh, it, it keeps me very, very, it's a sober, sober truth that keeps me focused on not you know, some of these stories that, that, you know, you can't overcome things. That's a lie. You, you have something in you. You have a purpose. You just need to truly, again, change your circle of friends. If that's what you're hearing, you don't got the right people around you. If that's what you are thinking, I've been there too, and you have to change the people around you. If you want things to change, you have to change. It's not the outside world that's going to change. We all need to change to make things better. Have the power to change your surroundings. Amen. You have Amen. to find it. You have to find it. No one's going to find Amen. it for you. I love that. How can they, when is your book coming out and how can they get a copy of this book? Uh, it's in out in less than 90 days. I will have, as soon as the editors get back to me, uh, I think we're doing a press, press release in a couple of days or a couple, maybe a week or so. Uh, and it'll be on Amazon eBooks, and they'll be able to order it. They'll pre-order it there on Amazon. Oh uh, wow! I'll definitely throw up a link with you. All right, all right. I'm going to get my copy. You get your copy too. Fine. <laughs> oh you, wow! Man. How can they find you on social media? Uh, yeah. So on Instagram, it's just Winston Broderick uh, Jr. Uh, on Instagram, and then Winston Broderick on Facebook. But my, my my picture is up. I keep my page open. Like again, because of what I'm in. It's, uh, I, I'm open and I want people to know me. I want people to learn about me. I truly believe that if we had a relationship, if we had a friendship, I'm going to add value to your life. It, it's not always just in terms of my business. I have a ton of people who don't do that, but I truly believe whether it's a post I can throw up, a conversation, a live that I do, that our purpose is, there's something in all of us that the world needs to hear. And like I said, that's why I love what you're doing with this. It, it, and it, it's, to, it's for you. It may not go as big as what Michael's built with his platform. But again, because of what we have with social media, you can get on a live and share oh, something yeah. with somebody to make yeah. a difference right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, check me out on any of those platforms. I, I hope what I post does make a difference and it inspires people. Because uh, ultimately, that's what I think my purpose is, is just to help others to see that they, they have God in them uh, and they can do amazing things if they trust in him. I love it. I love it. Can they also reach out to you for um, business opportunities as well? Absolutely. I'm, we're always looking to grow the team. Uh, we're in multiple countries in terms of my, my, my personal team. My company is in 40 different countries. So it, it's, it's a growing brand. We're actually about to launch something in a week that I'm excited about coming out in terms of, again, even something like that. My company realized that outside of what we do with travel, there are a lot of people who are really right now in a bad way and health and nutrition is a big deal. You know, uh, sadly, COVID is being, you know, uh, 
I don't want to say blame, but used as something that is divisive and as something that's affecting, especially our, our um, demographic of people in a major way, but it's really just highlighting certain things that were already there, uh, you know, high blood pressure, hypertension. These, these are the real things that are killing people. And it's just being painted as this one thing. So health is a huge thing for people and our, my company's moving into that space now. So I'm, I'm excited for that. And we launched that this week. So yeah, if anybody wants to hit me up, you can reach out uh, and we can definitely help you. And my team is ready to make things happen for you. All right. I love it. Everyone, his information is in the description below. Winston, thank you so much for being on. On the next Michael Finkley, Monday, we are celebrating Black authors and we're chatting with Tequila Hammett, Gio Derice, and Christopher Green as they discuss their writing process, their story concepts, and much more. Don't you dare miss the next Michael Finkley. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. Did you enjoy the interview? I'm telling you, Winston left some awesome, awesome tips for you all and for me as well as I was, you know, interviewing him. And I just like, oh my gosh, that's good. I'm like, where are you when I was going through this process, bruh? Like, <laughs> I needed you. <laughs> because, you know, a lot of people, they, they egg you on and they say to you, not, well, in a good way, you know, um, they say to you, start a business, start a business, start a business, but, you know, it's up to you, it's like building a house. It's up to you to lay that format, that blueprint, draw it out. The foundation is the idea, right? But it's up to you to do everything else. And no one told me that, you know? So it's trial and error, trial and error, and trial and error. But he laid some awesome things down. And one thing that really stood out to me as he was talking was that um, the idea of just do it. You know, we sit on ideas, we sit on ideas, and we're just like, one day, one day, one day. I don't want to live a life with woulda, shoulda, couldas, or regrets. I don't. If I try it, it's, it and, um, and it does well, great. But if I try it and it flops, okay, on to the next. All right? I can honestly say I tried. I tried. All right? So thank you, Winston, for that awesome information. And we really, really appreciate you for being on our show today. Thank you so much. On the next Michael Finkley, uh, we have an awesome show, another awesome show, a show of remembrance. 19 years um, has passed since the events of 9-11 and we have two survivors. They're going to just tell their stories, Lieutenant um, Clarence Singleton and also Mariama James. Um, they were there. They saw the planes go into the building. They've been affected. Their families have been affected. Personal stories. Um, Lieutenant Singleton was actually there um, as a um, firefighter. So I'm um, telling you two powerful stories show that you don't want to miss. If you have not already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Michael Finkley Show and ring that bell for notification and you will, we will send you an email saying, hey, new content is uploaded. Also, too, if you'd love to be a guest on The Michael Finkley Show, please, please, please email us at michael at Thank you so much for watching and we'll see you Friday. Have a good one.